Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show presented to you by Bookmaker. Check out our friends today at bookmaker.eu for all your gaming needs. First half, second half, and all the best lines. Do yourself a favor. Go to bookmaker.eu. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show. He's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, jacobsonseed.com. For all your seed needs, check them out. Your healthy hybrid advantage. Adam, what up, my friend? We got another week of football, and the Big Ten slate doesn't look maybe as sexy as it did last week, but some interesting games to get to. Plus, you have your power rankings. How are you doing today, my friend? Let's be honest. The Big Ten slate sucks this weekend. When you sent me the games we were going to preview, I'm like, these games suck. Uh, no. Wow. I mean, Thank even, Mich- even Michigan and Nebraska you're not excited about? Okay, I'm excited about that, but if I'm not a Nebraska guy, and that's the most exciting game in the Big Ten, like big brands, I don't know that they're big-time teams just yet, despite what I put out on social media. And I'm, sh- I'm going to be shocked if you don't want to critique my tweets from yesterday because I put out I did- some doozies. So. I did not even see those. I left all oh, of that to this yeah. to last week, uh, and uh, certainly I thought I did a good job. But a lot of your friends on social media thought that I was a moron. So um, I, I, I am going to stay off of your tweets today. I'm going to let you. You're, you're in your bathrobe again. I know, right? Yes, I am. I mean, guys, okay. it's a sweatshirt. Real quick, okay? real yes. quick, real quick. Jeff Turn does a great job, ladies and gentlemen. There's no Big Ten show without him, and I'm not on this show without him because he's the one who asked me to come on and do it. So much big props, much love to no glitch Jeff in his bathrobe. But thank you for this show even happening, my friend. Absolutely, man. Um, let's get to your power rankings. Let's start at the bottom, 14 through 10, and then we'll work our way from there. Fire away. Hold on, hold on. I have to poke fun at myself because Okay. Uh, okay, we're just gonna do this. So I had two tweets yesterday, and people I didn't take I didn't take them down, but I also didn't say I was joking because I, I hate it when people are put out something dumb and then they say they were joking. I hate that. So I didn't do that, even though I was. Penn State has been the most impressive team in the Big Ten so far this year. Okay, fact, in my opinion. All right, Ohio State has the best win so far this year. Fact, in my opinion. Michigan will finally play against a legitimate opponent this week so we can finally gauge where they're at. Hashtag pause, no pause. Now, that's actually a tweet you got to dissect right there. Some people got it. Some people didn't. My next one was there's legit 10 good teams in college football this year that could all make the college football playoff. My top 10 is, okay, the order isn't important. It's Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Washington, Penn State, Ohio State, Florida State, Oregon, USC, Utah. And then I put at the end, just notice there's six Big Ten teams. Smiley face. Some people got it. Some people didn't. This morning I put out, yesterday was a fun day on social media. Thinky face, smiling face, hashtag pause, no pause. Now, those are tweets you can make fun of, my friend. I mean, yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like the people took care of it for me. I didn't really have to they probably did. do They did. Most do people got it. Some people didn't. That's all right. All right. All right Adam, so power rankings. Let's see the power rankings. Oh, look at those handwriting looks pretty, Yeah, it looks pretty good today, man. All right. Look at the bottom, though. That That's a travesty. Oh, that's all ugly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ugly. The almighty number 14 is Purdue. Okay. The almighty and powerful is the cactus. I'm sorry, uh, Indiana. Looks like a cactus on the side of their helmet. 12 is Illinois. Okay. 11, your mighty Minnesota Gophers that you were so high Wait on. Wait a sec. Wait a second. 14, 13, 12, they don't have, you don't have Northwestern in there? No, Northwestern's actually won some games and actually looked pretty decent. Really? Okay. Yes. 
Oh, don't go, go in a shell now. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, don't be the uh, guy uh, that boos Division One athletes and then goes in a shell now just because you got a little criticism. Hey, Jeff does I'm a great job. Find, Fire I'm, away, Jeff. To, I'm just waiting to find out where they're at because, I mean, you put Minnesota at 11. Come on, man. You can't yeah. think that Minnesota is actually the 11th best team in the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, I absolutely do. I've said since the beginning of the season, they're not that good. It's why I predicted Nebraska to beat them, and then they didn't. But that's why I made the prediction. All right, at 10, Northwestern. All right, there they are. They've actually got a couple of wins because they were, they've steadily gone from 14 to 13 to 11 to 10. They're going to be in the top five before we know it. No, they won't. But here we go. At number nine, a team that shouldn't be this low, but it is Michigan State. Okay. Yes, I understand that. I mean, you could honestly put them probably even farther back because they played atrocious. Like they, yep. you know, they they probably they. If I was to flop two off the bat, I I put even though Northwestern beat Minnesota, there's more talent on Minnesota. They'll have more wins than Northwestern at the end. But you know, Michigan State may not have as many wins as Northwestern because that thing is falling off really, really fast. So you're one of those guys that back in the BC era, S era, would have put the shinier team in the championship even though that shinier team lost to number three a la miami florida state in 2000 a la when notre dame actually beat florida state in 1993 yet they didn't they finished one and two with fsu one notre dame two you're okay with that kind of stuff i mean i guess if i'm looking at it from an eye test perspective there's got to be some sort of like human element to it but the bcs era was most i mean it was a lot about the computer so they were determining more than probably the humans were but i i mean I don't think that Northwestern is a more talented team than Minnesota, other than the fact that they played a great last eight minutes of that game. Their records are very similar, and they beat them head-to-head. Fair enough. Move on. Move on. I'm just – okay, seriously, 1993. This has bothered me for years. Okay, we're talking about it 32 years later, or 30 years later. Great at math. All right, Florida State, number one, has a loss. This is how the final poll goes. Notre Dame, number two, has a loss. Notre Dame beat number one, Florida State. Number three was Nebraska, but that's another topic. Are you okay with that? Two beats one, but one, one gets the national championship. I'm not probably normally okay with that. Maybe some rare situations I'd be okay with it. So you're just picking shoes when you want to use them? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Dude, where's your Miami helmet? Now is the time to trot out the Miami. That's Miami. All right. All right. At number eight is Nebraska. Okay, and we'll see how this proceeds the rest of the year. You have Nebraska above Minnesota and above, I mean, God, man, like even Illinois has played. I mean, how about how about Purdue? Purdue has played Virginia Tech, Fresno State, um, Syracuse. Pretty yeah, awful. but like they didn't they didn't beat Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. Well, they didn't beat anybody. Um, okay. So if Nebraska, they won one game. Minnesota, they beat, yeah, they did. They beat Fresno State, I think, or Virginia so Tech. Purdue, Purdue beat Purdue beat Virginia Tech. No, they lost to Virginia Tech. No, dude, they got one win, man. They have a win, but it's not one of those two teams. We literally talked about it on this show. Both those games, dude. Wait a All second. Right. Which who, who did they beat? Hold on, hold on. They beat Virginia Tech twenty-four to seventeen. They did. Yeah, crap they lost me. to okay. Wisconsin, Syracuse, and Fresno State. Dude, they've had an actually fairly tough schedule. They're still yeah. last. Okay. They, they're still, still last. At the I'm not budging. I'm not budging. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Now, if Nebraska and Minnesota were right next to each other in the power rankings, I would have put Minnesota ahead. But alas, Northwestern's severely and unequivocally not even close, way better than Minnesota's. They proved last weekend. So they're not right next to each other. It's Nebraska, Northwestern, who have not played in Minnesota. Now, in, in, in your defense and in mine, 
Can you see what I wrote right there? About 8 through 14. Everything interchangeable. Everyone's interchangeable. Like 8 through 14, you could honestly flip anybody. That's what I meant. Like, there was at one point I had Nebraska at 11, you know, but then I was like, well, Minnesota sucks. Northwestern sucks. Okay, Nebraska's at least won a couple games, but it's a, they've also played nobody, so they could be 12. 8 through 14 is interchangeable. Okay, so I'll give you that. All right, number seven, I have Iowa. All right, and number six, I have Rutgers. Now, you get outside of the top five, I just don't think there's that many actual good teams in the Big Ten this year. I think we've got five good teams, uh, and Rutgers is, is, is playing over their head. But now that they're going to play Big Ten teams, how are they going to do? Okay. I've said since before the season, Iowa's not going to be that good. Okay. Um, but we really got about five good teams, in my opinion. And that's really it. Now, number five, I've got Wisconsin. I know you had them about 18th last week in your power rankings, give or take. All right. Fourth was, is Maryland. And I, I'm rooting for Maryland. Uh, I am sick of all seeing all these East teams. The top four teams are all from the East, which is disgusting. Uh, number three, I have Ohio State. Yes, I know they beat Notre Dame. They've been unimpressive the rest of their games. And if Notre Dame decides to play with 11 guys on defense, Notre Dame probably wins. But Ohio State won. So they're third. Otherwise, I might have had them below Maryland. Okay, I actually flipped the top spot. Number two is Michigan. Okay, Ooh, number you're one. Buying, you're buying Penn State. I don't know that Penn State's better than Michigan. All I can go off of is what I've seen so far. And Penn State has been the most impressive team in the Big Ten. Ohio State has the best win. Michigan hasn't been impressive, but they haven't played anybody, so they haven't had to be just yet. So Michigan 2, Penn State 1. And I think with Maryland, they've had a lot of big wins to start, but they maybe haven't. I mean, they didn't play. They haven't played the likes of Notre Dame yet. Uh, and so with Ohio State, I, I don't disagree with you on the end of that game. I also think with Ohio State, you sort of understand the depth of that team as the season goes on. If there's any attrition from injuries to a Maryland, to any of those teams you mentioned outside the top three, uh, Ohio State's going to have a lot more guys to slot in there if they start to have some attrition with injuries as well. So I just think Ohio State is, I mean, they got, you know, they they got a, a squad and then they got another squad right below them, right? Like you're talking about depth, depth, and depth. So, man, I, I don't know if I, I, I can't get on board with Minnesota being behind Northwestern, even though they lost. I can't get behind Minnesota being behind, behind Nebraska. I'm okay with the top three, though. Like, I've thought Michigan deserves probably to be the number one team simply based on the fact that they won last year and they haven't lost this year, and they are really, really good. If it was, you know, a team that wasn't that great and then we were just going to slot them at the one spot, I could see that. But I'm okay with Penn State because you and I talked prior to the season. That was our team that we thought was probably going to end up on a lot of people's radar as a really good football team that could win the Big Ten or be in the playoff that they weren't predicting in the offseason. So I I kind of thought their offense would be really good. What I didn't expect, right now they have the number one uh, defense in the country. They got like three dudes that are going to be like first-rounders, man. I didn't know they'd be that good, though. I, like they're up, there, they're up there with Michigan when you're talking about best defenses. In the, they're ranked ahead of them, actually. Uh, but anytime you play Iowa, that's like not even playing an opponent on offense. So I'm going to give Michigan the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, all right. Anything else, my friend? No, I mean, those games. Yeah, let's get into some games. I, I think those power rankings will stay. I mean, I think two, three weeks from now, some of those teams that like Minnesota and Iowa, they'll win a couple of these games and they may be higher up. But terrible week for Iowa last week, man. I can't even sugarcoat that one. He's Adam Carricker. I'm Jeff Turn. The Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, jacobsonseed.com. 
All right, let's start with uh, Michigan and Nebraska. And I'm sure you've done a lot of research on this game. What, what do you expect to happen between these two? Well, to put a button on the power rankings, and I think we chatted about this a week, week and a half ago, last time you did yours, because there's a difference. Is it what we've seen so far or what we expect to be at the end? Right, right, right. I, I right. always do what I've seen up till now. All I can talk sure. about is what I've seen till now. So just, so just to be clear on that. All right, Michigan and Nebraska. Michigan's an 18.5-point favorite. The over-under is 41. I mean, my goodness, with both these teams. I always take the under. Now they're playing each other. You know, there was a, there was a, a, a high school football game the other day. It was 2-0, to zero, lowest scoring game I've ever seen. I don't know if this game is going to be a lot higher than that. It will be, but my point is it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be ugly. And if you're a Nebraska fan, your thought is, all right, how do we stretch the Michigan defense? Okay, how do we just threaten them at all? How do we keep it close to halftime? Because they're a second-half team. They start slow. They look ugly at times in the first half, and then they wear teams out in the second half. It's almost going to be like they're kind of, in a way, playing mirror images of each other, teams that want to run the ball, bloody in the mouth, wear you out in the second half, play great defense, okay? Can you get it to the half, second half? Can you get it to the fourth quarter? Can you keep it close and a slugfest and ugly, which is ironic because that's what Michigan wants to do. But the more big plays there are, let's be honest, the more it favors Michigan. So if you're Nebraska, you really want it to be ugly. And just looking at some of these uh, stats from Michigan, Okay, I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored either way. If anybody got into the 30s, it would surprise me. You just look at Michigan's offense. They haven't been, they haven't wowed at all. Okay, they have the 49th ranked rush offense in the country. And it's not like they play juggernauts because they have not. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers, who is, we'll see how good they are, but they're outperforming their uh, athleticism right now. But we'll see how long they can sustain that. So again, 49th in the country, 168 rush yards a game. Okay, pass offense, 238 yards a game, which is uh, 69th. I'm sorry, the rush was 49th in the country. Total offense, 405, which is 60th in the country. Okay, and then scoring offense is only 53rd in the country at 32 points per game. The defense is where they are elite right now. All right, you look at their rush defense, 12th in the country, giving up 80 yards per game. Pass defense, 7th in the country, 151 yards per game. They're allowing total defense, 3rd in the country, 231 yards per game. And that's where Penn State was first. Michigan is first in scoring defense at giving up 5.8 points per game, which is first in the country. So to me, and here's the deal. I look at, I actually, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to spreads and margins or, or anything like that as, as, a, as a rule of thumb. And again, Michigan hasn't had to be impressive. So maybe they're just kind of waiting for that day when they got to kick the door down. Cause right now they're just politely knocking and opening it every week. East Carolina, 36 and a half point favorite. One by 27. UNLV, 38 point favorite, one by 28. Bowling Green, 40 and a half point favorite, one by 25. So they underperformed by nine points, 10 points, 15 points. And then Rutgers, they actually were a 24 point favorite. They won exactly by 24 points. So they're underperforming. And again, take this with three gigantic grains of salt, but it's all we got right now with Michigan. It's three gigantic grains of salt. They're underperforming by eight and a half points per game. So does that mean anything? I don't know. But that's why I also moved Penn State in front of Michigan. So I'm not bashing Michigan. They're a top five team. They're an elite team. My point is, this could be lower scoring and uglier than people think. And it might give Nebraska a chance. Because if there's big plays, it's probably going to come from Michigan. And then it ain't going to be close. And according to ESPN Analytics, they are giving them a chance. A 12.5% chance to win this game. The odds have the Buck or have the uh, Wolverines favored 
by 17. So I my guess is it's somewhere around the 17 number. Um, I don't think it's going to be 30-point blowout. And maybe that number gets stretched at the end. We see that oftentimes in games that get mucked up a little bit. It's supposed to be a nice day in Lincoln, so I don't think that the weather is going to affect anything. It won't be sloppy. It won't be you know a turnover fest, I think, from that standpoint. But you know, with Nebraska, quarterback play is going to be something that we talk about the rest of the year, man, um, front and center. And against Michigan's defense, it's going to be interesting to see what that ultimately looks like. Oh, for sure. I'd be shocked if Harburg doesn't get the start. You know, he finished. He didn't finish the last game after the the weather delay due to tightness, but rules said had there not been a delay, he probably would have finished, plus the game was in hand. He's been 100% go all week. Sims is still kind of nursing that ankle. I know he can go if he needs to, but I'd be shocked if Harburg doesn't start. We might have a riot on our hands if Harburg doesn't start. So I do think it's going to be close. I mean, right now I have Michigan 24 and Nebraska 10, which is the under, uh, which covers the spread. It does not cover the spread, which I, I don't think Michigan's going to cover because they have hardly done it all year. Um, yeah, it feels about right. I don't know that yeah, we're just going right. to dominate them in the second half like we have recent opponents. But All right, let's move on, man. Michigan State and Iowa. And I'm going to start off here. The odds have Iowa favored by 12.5, meaning they would have to score at least 13 points offensively to cover that spread. So that's up in the air. Um, <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be a night game on NBC <laughs> And again, according to ESPN analytics, 71.7% chance for the Hawkeyes to win this game against Michigan State. And, and I, I think with Michigan State, it's so much about the discombobbled nature of what that program looks like right now that it's going to be really hard for them to win some games. I just think the preparation and the mindset is going to be really tough to focus in, all things considered, with their head coach, Mel Tucker. Um I think that Iowa in this game is going to have a chance um, to really actually throw the football. Um, you know, I think there's a chance here because Michigan State gives up 250 yards passing a game. If Iowa gets to 200, you know that they're turning offensively. So um, I would say rush yards, you know, they're about average with what? Michigan State gives up. Iowa, I think, rushes for over 130. Michigan gives up a little over 120. So that matches up pretty well. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, when it comes to Iowa's offense, I was wrong that it was going to take a big step forward. I mean, Cade McNamara has only passed the ball for 459 yards, man, like all season. And he has four <laughs> touchdowns to three interceptions. He hasn't been the answer, and I thought he was going to be. You made a comment a couple of weeks ago about how successful Iowa, and this is kind of something that Kirk Ferentz said a year ago when he people were like, should you fire baby Ferentz or not? You know, look at how many games we've won doing what we're doing. Look, Think about, if you're an Iowa fan, how many games you could have won if you didn't actually had an offense the past five to six years? How much better could you have been? See, any true competitor never brags about what they've done because they're so driven and motivated by what they haven't done or what they could have been. And that's what I what I think of. And this isn't even me trying to take shots at Iowa. This is just legit. Like, how much better could you guys have been? Here are some stats, okay? And the first one's from our good buddy, David Eichold, okay, who thought Iowa was going to take a gigantic step forward this year, who, when we brought him on, ran it and raved about 84,000 returners for Iowa's team. And I love you, David, but wow. Okay, this is his own tweet. Iowa's wide receivers have 14 total catches this year through four games. All right, this is from at Guys. Iowa has 76 yards and four first downs versus Penn State. It's brutal. Here's, I, 
Here is Iowa's offensive drives versus Penn State. Ready to be wild? Punt, fumble, punt, 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 fumble, punt, fumble. <laughs> Kirk Ferris loved that. A lot of punts. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, total offensive yards, 76. Total punt yards versus Penn State, 366. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. That, that punter. He needs he's, he needs like five massages after every Iowa game. All right, he better be on, he better be on a full ride. That's all I gotta say. All right, so uh, here's what I wrote: Michigan State versus Iowa in the who can score less game. These teams do know that the team that scores more actually wins the football games, right? That's exactly right. what I wrote. All right, That's Iowa's right. averaging 21 points per game. Now, if you think about it, through through four games. They've barely scored more points than the Miami Dolphins did last Sunday. And the Dolphins didn't crazy? even kick the field goal at the end. That's crazy. 70 points, man. That's crazy. And I have Michigan State winning. What? Yep. I'm I'm wow. I'm I'm all in on Iowa being awful. And Caden McNamara was never the answer. Wow, man. 12 and a half point underdogs. That'd be a big win. All right, we got a few minutes left in the show. Let's hit on one of the games. The only reason I brought this one up is because I feel like for both of these teams, first of all, according to the odds, it's an even matchup between Illinois and Purdue. But I do feel like this is a springboard for a bowl game uh, for both of these teams. Whoever wins this game gets sort of, you know, that boost that they they drastically need. And as you look ahead at the schedule for both, both Illinois and Purdue, this is one of the wins that they need to get to a bowl game. And so I think it's going to be a shootout. The total is like 53. I think you're going to see a ton of offense in this game. If you're like looking for a lot of offense in a Big Ten game this weekend, I think it's going to be Illinois and Purdue. Um, both defenses have not played up to, to snuff. Illinois was a really good defense a year ago, lost a couple of dudes to the NFL. Purdue's defense was not good a year ago, and when they brought in their new head coach, Ryan Walters, the hope was he could sure that up and have the same success offensively as they had a season ago. That has not been the case. Again, their only win, yes, we confirmed, it was against Virginia Tech. They are one and three. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think it's a springboard. And it, it's one of those games that's not going to be circled by a lot of people to watch as it's on Peacock at 2.30 in the afternoon. But I do believe for both of these teams, it means a lot because if they look at their schedule prior to the year and they were circling games that they needed to get to a bowl game, this would be one of them. Now I know why you put it on the list. When I saw this, my, my first note here is who cares? Uh, right. That's what I wrote. But. High scoring, bowl game, essentially on the line. Now I get it. Purdue's favored by one. The new head coach, okay, Ryan Because, I mean, if Purdue loses, they're one and four. They're not getting to a bowl game. And if yeah. Illinois falls to two and three, probably not going to figure out a way to win four more. Yeah. And so Ryan Walters faces his former team for the first time. The over-under yep. is like 5,000 or 53 and a half. Um, I picked Purdue mostly just because they're due. That's That was my reasoning. I do have one question for you. And I think... You know, we have to spend a lot of time. I just, Northwestern's kind of become an entertaining team to watch this year. All the uh, off-season drama. They beat the crap out of Minnesota and stomped a mud hole in them and walked it dry. Wasn't even close. Penn State versus Northwestern. Obviously, Penn State's a gigantic, like, 26-and-a-half-point favorite. Do you give the sweetheart Northwestern Wildcats a chance at all? No, this is going to look like what I think what Penn State did to Iowa last week, man. Penn State's rolling right now. I give them no chance, zero chance to win this game. What if Northwestern actually scores, unlike Iowa? I mean, they, they may <laughs> score a touchdown, but, dude, they ain't winning that game, so there's no shot at all. Hey, I have one question for you. We have yes. about a minute left. Yep. You mentioned it. 70 points for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, what's the what, what, what do you do as a defender at that point? Like, you play defense for Nebraska. You play defense for the Rams, the Washington franchise. Like, 
at, at what's going on on the sideline for the Broncos last week is they're getting a touchdown scored on them every single every single possession it felt like. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of bewilderment. I don't know this because I didn't, I didn't watch that game. Um, but there's probably a lot of finger pointing, which is probably why things didn't get figured out sooner throughout the game. And I could be wrong on that. Again, I don't know that for a fact. Just that's probably what happened. Sure. And I will say this. If I'm Miami, I'm sorry. I'm kicking the field goal and I'm setting the record. And you can 72. call me a classless J-hole if you want, but I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah, for those that don't know the record team in 1966, 72 points uh, at the time from the Washington franchise. They scored it on the New York football giants. All right, Adam, we got some Big Ten football this weekend. It may not be the slate that we get a couple of weeks from now, but it's certainly some football. Hopefully everybody has a little insight as we head into the games on Saturday. Make sure and find us on the Bleed Podcast Network, iTunes, Spotify, Sports Illustrated, and at Bally's. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening today and hanging out with all of us. As another page just turned here on the Big Ten Show. Have a wonderful weekend, y'all. Till next time, be well. Another Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. Check them out today at bookmaker.eu for all your gaming needs, first half, second half, and all the lines. Plus, they have wonderful payouts and great bonuses. Check them out today at bookmaker.eu.